Hey guys, welcome to the audio version of the We Transform show. If you wish to see the video of this episode, do click the YouTube link in the description here. You don't have to find meaning, you have to give meaning. So when you give meaning, you find the purpose towards your life. And when you are rolling that boulder up, na, ki God ne to punish kar hai, to usi ka hi null and void ho jata hai because punishment is supposed to be a bad feeling. But when you give meaning to it, it becomes your purpose. It becomes beautiful, and it is not punishment anymore. I, yeah. I, th- I have heard the story. I have narrated a bit of the story, but I never saw it in this light. I guess you have given a very, very different meaning to it together. That falling down can be a moment of consciousness, can be a moment of reflection, and can be a moment that can make make you powerful in the next round. Welcome to the We Transform show, a show where we call real life transformers and have candid conversations with them to understand their life, their journey and their story because we believe that we all can transform. There is no right time for transformation and the changes. We all can design and craft a life which is relevant for us, which matters and which is important for us. Today our guest is Gurleen Barwa. Gurleen is a very familiar name in the learning and development community and the HR community. She adds a lot of value through LinkedIn and different platforms to the audience. Gurleen has a rough start in the beginning of her life. She had quite a roller coaster to face, but she chose to fight back. She chose to stand for what she felt is right and she bounced back whenever she fell down. Gurleen has a story that is very, very inspiring. We will do a deep dive in her story today and I'm sure there is a lot to learn from Gurleen today. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Gurleen Barwa. Hey Gurleen, welcome to the show. Hi Alok. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be on your show. I'm delighted Gurleen that we found time together to do this show today. And uh, I was really waiting for you to join me on this show because I keep... Uh, watching you on LinkedIn and in, I tell you something very guys I must tell you something very very interesting uh, you know Gurleen uh, you are one of the reasons I got active on LinkedIn and you would not believe it is true I have I'm on LinkedIn from 12 years I guess my account started in 2008 or something but you know like many other people it was just there it's like a resume on the internet but I was never active it's just one day one of my friends showed me that you know the work you do you should speak more on LinkedIn and look at some of the people who are really doing good on LinkedIn and look at this lady called Gurleen and look at her profile and look at the communications. I said, wow, I, I sent you a friend request right then and there. I guess we joined, we connected a yeah. week later and uh, you know that, and I, I was watching you and that's how I actually became more active and I saw some very, very positive results. Uh, after that so that's Gurleen but I really need to know more about you and we really need to know more about the story of Gurleen Barua so let me start with this question what was your early journey how did your journey started um very difficult question because I need to think about it uh well uh, I was born in Port Blair Andamans uh, okay. into a Sikh family and I'm the eldest of three siblings I did my schooling in Delhi and Faridabad and as far as childhood is concerned, I did not have a typical childhood. Um, okay. My parents never got along. They used to be, you know, constant fighting and a lot of negativity at the house. 
um, my dad um, who unfortunately recently passed away this year was was suffering from alcoholism from uh, many many years uh, he had also had relapse a couple of times and he finally uh, found solace in um, alcoholic anonymous which is a community well known community okay and uh, alok believe you me uh, for children making sense of all this is very difficult you yep. know um, for me as a child i thought that's how that's how people are i had no idea that this is not normal yes and um, if i were to share a few instances why i felt that this was normal and not normal at the same time i vividly remember that uh, one time uh, when i was in probably class 7 or 8 two or three of our students were asked to leave the classroom because our parents had not deposited our fees um now f- now for my parents it wasn't because we did not have money uh, but i feel when two people do not get along and constantly fight uh, they kind of use uh, various defense mechanisms to soothe themselves um so maybe in my case my folks refused to take responsibility and would kind of displace their anger or let's say their unlived lives on us and and i don't blame them like i'm sure they had their own share of trauma growing up or maybe not um but anyway for me it was really embarrassing and that was the start of me realizing that something is not right and from then on i started having issues with my self worth with my self esteem because there's a lot of peer pressure mm-hmm. right and you see a lot of children you know taking exotic holidays uh, they would come back talk about holidays but we we never had that kind of you know atmosphere at the house and uh, it was so weird that i that now that i look back um i think i had both scars and a deep desire to grow and change my circumstances true and i have no idea how i have really managed to deal with all the trauma and catastrophe that came along uh but i somehow i think i'm i did well and uh, i remember in my growing years when i was becoming a teenager i was i was probably in class uh, 10 or 11 when i first started a small clothing business in in, in the school for some pocket money <laughs> amazing so yeah yeah that was yeah that was pretty interesting and if you want to know more about my business i can tell you what i used to do in sure school. sure i would be very curious in fact you know uh, gurleen when you were say telling me this um, phase of your life i must tell you uh, you know i normally sometimes it happens that when i'm co- in conversation with my guest there are a lot of moments where i can relate to uh, there's something similar happened near me or with me uh, this is uh, this is one moment of life or you know the phase of life where nobody can say i can really understand because as a child every child uh, goes through a unique journey we all go through a phase uh, which is different for us you know our parents are different our circumstances are different so you know you can no, cannot really empathize with this situation you can just feel uh, the the energy or maybe those scars which other person has but i've seen this closely i can just tell you this i can really you know feel the chill when you were talking about uh, your early journey uh, and i'm curious uh, about uh, what happened in the teenage years after that how you progressed and what was the transformation yeah. so continuing my uh, you know entrepreneurial journey in school uh, it, it was a very simple business model you know i would go to sarojini nagar market and other street markets and i would buy clothes then i would sell them in school adding a little bit of commission 
so uh, i remember i had made about i made about <laughs> so i remember i had made about 600 bucks selling some t-shirts and i straight away went to a nice restaurant ordered myself a nice banana split ice cream dessert wow. and <laughs> that well was deserved. my first yeah so that was my first taste of uh, success while quite literally in the mm-hmm. sense um fast forward to my young adulthood i joined college in the year uh, 2007 i mm-hmm. took up psychology course at okay. university of delhi and mm-hmm. i also worked part time in college events weddings and uh, professional events where you know girls would hand over trophies as a volunteer yeah 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 that sort of work and they would pay me like decent money like Thousand rupees or two thousand rupees a day or something like that, mm. just for pocket money. Okay. You know, and um, that's when someone from the hospitality industry recommended me to try uh, jobs in aviation industry, at, as it was booming at that time in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. And I thought of giving it a shot and apply. I applied for the role of an air hostess with Indigo Airlines, and. to my surprise i got through as well with a decent package and many <laughs> wonderful amenities and i was all of i think 19 18 or 19 maybe yeah 19 yes um but the day i got the offer letter i had this you know uh, this uh, gut feeling that this is not my purpose uh, i may make some quick buck but this is not something i would like to do for the rest of my life so, mm-hmm. so i did not take that job I went back to studying and doing other small jobs at the side so that I can have constant, uh, you know, source of income and at least, you know, some pocket money. Interesting. As I shared earlier, uh, I was also a, I was also scarred as a child. Hmm. Uh, I had never integrated my, um, you know, shadow self. By shadow self, I mean uh, the repressed feelings, uh, the emotions that I had accumulated as a child, and. although you know as they say conventional wisdom is that the road to hell is paved with good intentions um but i think a more accurate way of saying this would be that the road to hell is made by people who did not listen to their shadows you know and 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 it's a sad irony uh, when some of the kindest people you will ever meet will suffer from depression anxiety and repressed anger issues uh, all because they did not want to be bad people yeah and there's a cost uh, of goodness yeah yeah absolutely you don't have to be a doormat you don't have to be so selfless that people take advantage of you you don't have to be a yes sir to be in, to be accepted and loved right and that is what who i i i was becoming i didn't want to be a bad person and i don't know how i developed this weird concept that in order to be accepted and loved i need to be a people pleaser and um, believe you me it's more common than we think you know many of us learn irrational beliefs that in order to be accepted and loved we need to be a certain way you know for some it is their weight in yeah. some in some volumes we all do that as well we some yeah. some accepted some don't but that's the reality that's uh, that's we all especially in teenage years we do that yeah. right so yeah. what was your story totally 
yeah and especially now and for some it's their weight you know some people want to lose weight for some it is uh, the you know grades in school that if i get so and so marks then i will be accepted then i will be loved by my parents then i will be loved by my society or when you grow up you crave for promotions you crave for that you know um, that uh, a, a better package and for for somebody like me um, it was people pleasing i became a people pleaser and for many people it is perfectionism workaholism substance abuse disorder addiction to social so, uh, social media sex anything and if we dig deeper and try to you know look at its core all we find is a deep scar a wound a pain that gets repressed and that later manifests in our behavior and in our actions no yes so um yeah so coming back to me uh during my growing years when i was doing my masters i mean bachelor's and masters i also okay. had a downfall okay i like my dad i also suffered from substance abuse all right um, i will not get into the details that what what kind of drugs i used to do but yeah mm. it was uh, it was almost very bad yeah i, I and, and i would not dig deeper as well because you know there are phases which you uh which which happened to people to us and uh, you know we we remember them they don't go out of the system very quickly uh, or they yeah. take their own time sometimes but yes uh yeah it happens yeah yeah Phases so i life. used to yeah so i used to take the sub- substance and um you know alok because substance in any form what does it do it it numbs the pain right it's the quick fix when you are uh, when you are scarred when when there is suffering when there is pain you want to get rid of it right and these are some of the bad coping mechanisms because they are quick online shopping is quick sex is quick you know smoking a joint is quick you know taking cocaine is quick and cause of these bad coping mechanisms and along with that it generates a lot of stress and depression and because of that i also suffered from alopecia areata which is a autoimmune disease and it's okay. mostly caused by stress mm-hmm. um so i was losing my hair uh, in fact i was getting coin sized you know bald patches in my head oh my god and yeah and i had also visited a lot of doctors and my reports were normal my mm-hmm. tests were normal everything was normal they could not really figure out that what was wrong and okay. i had also put on a lot of weight because again mm-hmm. to numb down my pain i would eat junk food and carbonated drinks and i would have tons of beer okay. you know and um, and the, yeah so this is all cause of stress you know and it kind of uh, manifests uh, in your body then because right. body and pain are related it has a toll complete yeah. toll on yourself yeah thanks so uh, now i have realized that these were just you know coping mechanisms bad coping mechanisms to deal with hidden trauma and uh, with time and self awareness uh, i have learned that there is not anything virtuous in avoiding anger or taking decisions for oneself or selfishness so anything which we deem negative ki ye to negative hai ye to matlab if if you are thinking about yourself then you are selfish no prioritizing self is not selfish and i had to understand it because i was a people pleaser i used to think that if i think about myself if i prioritize myself i'd be a selfish person but that's not true yes you know 
real that's virtue where the, that's where the whole yeah. seed of self love is you know it sprouts from that uh, when you understand that you don't need to be a people pleaser or you have to love yourself and that's where yeah. it sprouts from in fact i did a whole episode on self love with a lady called shanti some day some mm-hmm. weeks back and you know yeah. her life yeah. depended upon it you know she was alive because of this self love oh, yes. uh, it's very very important to realize this yes yeah i i watched that episode and such an incredible journey and hats off to shanti i mean the way yeah. she has managed and come out of that trauma is incredible yeah. incredible right so i was like yeah. asking that you know uh, there was a phase i totally understand that you know uh, where you used what was available to you uh, what you had access to to you know kind of soothe your scars to you know overcome the pain for a little while uh, but what you what pulled you out of it kurleen what was that strength or power that pulled you out how you became now a very very positive person and you're inspiring so many people so what pulled yeah. you out of that situation that was also difficult you know and i realized that real virtue is integrating all these into a coherent and you know honest value system so that mm. you can you can use them in the ways you deem worthy so mm. only recently from the past 2 3 years i am working on myself uh, i'm i'm actually trying to get in touch with my shadows i'm addressing those shadows mm-hmm. i'm feeling those shadows i'm accepting my other side of personality and then hopefully i will also integrate it as the time goes but it was very difficult you know when my uh, you know change phase had just started was going on uh, i was spiritually bypassing by spiritually i bypassing i mean uh, i would read spiritual texts okay. and i would actually numb down my pain even more by telling myself that life is beautiful there is silver lining to everything hmm. i should be a more positive person i have the choice but i was kidding myself i was using i call again, it i was using yeah i call yeah. it the myth of motivation this whole yeah. myth of motivation is exactly yes. this yes yes exactly so you don't have to numb you you do not have to repress your pain and use spirituality as a defense mechanism because that mm. is not really helping you out that is causing more harm than good and yeah so therapy is helping me out so i'm 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 taking therapy and i recommend everybody who is going through uh, such emotions to consult an expert you know you will see a lot of people you know on linkedin and other social media networks saying that okay if you feel depressed if you feel anxious come talk to me yes. you know call me but mm-hmm. i think a, a professional is more important because a lot of people will give you you know spiritual gyan ki acha choice hai aapke paas aap ye kar sakte ho aap wo kar sakte ho but it is so difficult to understand yeah. it like a therapist and i must tell you some i must tell a secret right now Mm-hmm. people who know me my friends my family members would never mm-hmm. ever believe that i would have ever gone for therapy because i don't come across as that person to many people mm-hmm. i normally am pretty jolly and i always do the positive side of things and all yeah. and life has been yeah. very very kind in many places yeah. but it happened yeah. to me there was a phase when i was stressed deeply stressed i was not even able to understand what is my future after a week and i was not clear about it i had i had a lot of confusion around me and one of my very close friends uh, she was my colleague said that you know i have been through similar not exactly the same situation and i saw a therapist and really helped 
I was so resistant to go. Yeah. Really, it yeah. took me three weeks to make that call. In fact, when I called uh, a known therapist, I just got her by uh, Practo, and you know there was good review and in Gurgaon only. And uh, mm-hmm. after I spoke to her, and we had an appointment, I cancelled that. I was just not gathering up enough that you know I am going to open up to a stranger, absolute stranger. So for me, that yeah. was my my personal resistance, my personal problem. But when I went yeah. to through just two sessions, yeah. things opened up. I I got yeah. clarity in in such a way, and you know, I guess in the whole session, I was the guy who was talking for almost eighty yeah. percent of the times. Yeah. I would just speak. She was just asking two questions. I open ended, and she was listening. And it gives yeah. you so much clarity. You and and I, you know, it was interesting that I got uh, everything which was going through was also connected to something in my childhood which I was just not aware. Uh, I wanted to prove a point which was not important at all, yeah. and uh, that was yeah. really hypnotic. Yeah. And uh, one thing I really wanted to know from you, Gurleen, because I I keep reading your uh, post on spirituality and religion. I've been fairly confused in the religion side of it. I like to believe many things, uh, and I do. uh honestly but there are many questions which i have which nobody answers if i ask those questions yeah. i become you know uh the not so good guy so and uh, i have been i've been through vipassana i have been seen that side of spirituality i deeply connect to that as well but somewhere for me what's the difference between religion and spirituality has always been a question so i thought i'll let me ask you this yeah same here because this is also one of my favorite topics in fact when i was doing my masters this was one of my thesis topic as well uh, difference between religion and spirituality wow. and how i'm asking the right person for it yeah <laughs> yeah so um where to start from okay so religion uh religion has um done some good definitely uh, i don't think that uh, i mean it's it's not all bad uh a lot of uh, morality of humanity of art of again the ability to make people trust one another and cooperate is due to the various religions uh but they've also done um, a tremendous amount of harm and certainly not all religions are the same in terms of amount of good and the amount of harm that they have done hmm um in the end uh, morality is about reducing suffering in the world I mean that's that's how I look at morality, and I think you don't need to believe in this god or that god in order to act morally. You know, uh, you need to have deep appreciation of suffering. I think uh, I do think that we need uh, spirituality as against religion in all times, in all cases. But for me, spirituality and religion are totally different things. They are they are almost the opposite of one another. You know. um spirituality is about questions and religion is about answers spirituality now i now i completely connect why i'm not getting answers because uh, i had questions and uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yes so, yeah so spiritual spirituality is when uh, you have this big question like what is consciousness or what is the meaning of life who am i hmm. what am i good at you know what is my purpose of life and you go on a quest to find out that answer answer to that question and mm-hmm. you have the courage the willingness to go wherever this question takes you because it's very important to you yes and like i said religion is about answers uh it's when somebody comes and says this is the answer you know you must believe that 
uh, if not you will burn in hell or yes. we will burn you and this invites the antithesis of spirituality and, and it is there in every religion gurleen i yes. and i have been so curious that i have spent time reading a bit of quran a bit of bible i have read mm-hmm. bhagavad gita twice and uh, i respect all of them but i have, i always don't agree to that side of it that if you have not done this that would happen to you always yeah. this is a theory and i think it in every religion if you don't follow yeah. this something bad will happen to i think it was initially meant uh, made so that people follow and then there is some bit of amount of fear which builds up yeah. so that people become religious yeah. but i guess it's highly misused it's highly misused yeah. Yeah. Uh, by different uh, religious practitioners i must say yeah. absolutely and religion kya hota hai ki bas ek hi religion hai jo acha hota hai jo ki mera religion hai <laughs> yeah always always hindu will say that oh, my religion is better than islam islam will say no my religion is the best you know judaism will say oh no 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 ye to christians to aise bol rahe hain judaism yeah. is the truth correct you know? correct so yeah there is only one religion which is right and which is mine so anyway so yeah coming back to spirituality i think uh, in the current times in the 21st century uh, we probably need spirituality more than ever before because uh, a lot of spiritual questions and philosophical questions are suddenly becoming practical questions you know and you know things like questions about you know free will i'm i'm sure uh, you follow me on linkedin i talk a lot about free will so questions about free will about uh, what is the meaning of humanity what does it mean to be human uh, which you know people like philosophers and psychologists argue about for thousand of years but they had very little immediate Im- implications or practicality um suddenly now it has become a question for engineers you know because we are able or soon we will be able to start reengineering humans you know because of ai and machine learning and all of you know we have human like yeah yeah we have human like robots so now you have to think about consciousness as well spirituality all of a sudden has become a practical uh, you know school of thought so um so uh, a question like what does it mean uh, what what does humanity mean or what is the essence of human being uh, it moves from realm of abstract philosophy to uh, the realm of engineering and and uh, this is why we need to engage with these kind of uh, you know questions for more and even you know corporate corporations like google and facebook and amazon and so forth i think they really need philosophers today and they really need experts on spirituality to understand what is going on yeah they they have such a profound impact on humans look at the reach they have i guess that's, that's a tremendous idea i think uh, yeah. they, they should do that very true and and our our religion on the other hand i think it has done whatever good or bad it bad it could have done for humanity and now it's losing more and more of its power you know it's it's really overrated now yeah it's still very important for people's identity uh, but mm-hmm. most of its traditional roles i mean you know if you look at religion in the past you know religion uh, used to determine agriculture and medicine यू नो कि वो दवा लगा लो या यू नो एग्रीकल्चर में यूज होता था रिलीजन यू नो एंड बैक इन द डे इफ यू यूज टू बी सिक यू वुड गो टू प्रीस्ट इफ देर इज नो रेन यू वुड गो टू द टेम्पल एंड प्रे एंड 
now all these things have been taken over by science and technology and engineers and doctors and what is left is really you know this this collective identities of human groups mujhe to wahi dikhai deta hai aajkal religion mein it's 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 a way of yeah community it's a way of bonding with people or i i guess it's going back in times you know if uh, if you read uh, this book sapiens and it talks about uh, the yeah. whole uh, evolution of how the tribes were there and how our tribes survived because they killed the others because it was all they were the guys who were yes. in community i guess we're going yes. back to this you know this is we are fighting on color we are fighting on religion we are fighting on everything so it's my community which survives my god who is better than yours yeah. and yeah. that's what yeah. is uh, prevailing throughout the world yeah. so gurleen i can see that you have been very very constant on linkedin you keep providing yeah. value and and you're seen everywhere i think i see you in podcast in different interviews in different different seminars <laughs> how come linkedin uh, you know the journey became so so special and so big for you I don't know I have never planned this you know um I have I've always liked LinkedIn you know right from 2013 or 14 I've been doing I've been active on LinkedIn and it is only recently that all of a sudden LinkedIn has become like the go to place to connect and network and you know uh, exchange of business uh, business but it has always been a platform for me where I can express uh, my thoughts oh uh, my ideas about business my ideas about what is happening in the world today uh, what i predict for tomorrow what are my insights and people have liked it that's it i mean it it it, it is not a planned you know strategic move really okay it's just you are <laughs> yeah. i guess i can call you a veteran then you were already doing it and i guess post covid uh, the whole world <laughs> sprouted up uh, very active on linkedin and i guess you know that's how you were yeah. already there already there yeah right. yeah so great so gurleen uh, what are some of the things you are working on now uh, how are you planning to kind of uh, serve the community sure so uh, alok i have about 7 and 8 years of uh, experience in human human capital consulting and i've worked mm-hmm. with both consulting companies as well as uh, you know fortune 500 companies and corporates mm-hmm. uh, and again this is again not a strategic move Uh, but i thought uh, you know this lockdown has given me a lot of time to reflect even more mai waise bhi reflective person hu and now because i have time i'm reflecting even more <laughs> so i was thinking that why don't i start of my own you know and there are uh, i mean obviously i will not take names of the companies but uh, you know uh, there were times when i want i had you know lots of ideas and i wanted to implement those uh but because of that those constraints you know corporate constraints i, w- I was not able to and i was thinking that okay you know uh again i'll i'll go back a little bit because i need to tell you in detail that where did this really start so like at the moment i'm really drawn towards existentialism and depth psychology and currently i'm thinking a lot of lot about birth and death as well because um, like i told you my dad uh, recently passed away and it's it's the first death in the family and it has made me realize that between birth and death uh, that time time frame between birth and death is mm-hmm. the only time we have on this planet on earth yes and of course as a family we are remembering my dad in prayers and family meetings but you know my children and further their children are not going to remember who he was mm. and um 
coming to think of it i don't want to be sounding depressing or anything but that is the truth about life all of us are just limited editions with a shelf life of about 60 to 70 years on average yes. and some day we all will be forgotten Correct. you know birth is the beginning death is the ending i don't know where i have come from before uh, birth and mm. i don't even know where i'm going to go after i die so okay. i was thinking that if death is the ultimate reality do we all commit suicide and end the suffering mm-hmm. you know <laughs> that's where existential belief uh, by uh, you know albert camus comes in and he says uh, can i uh, uh, can i quote yeah yeah uh, why not please from the book yeah, yeah. so this is uh, this is a book by albert uh, camus um uh, this is an essay it's called the myth of sisyphus and albert camus says uh, he says that he says this is but one truly serious philosophical problem and that is suicide you know okay. life is absurd and it does not inherently have any meaning so if you look at animals unka kuch meaning nahi hai they are just there yes we are also just there so if we try and find meaning in life we mm-hmm. will never find it because it does not exist Yeah. You know these are self made these are man made concepts. Uh so references without yeah so without taking a lot of time I want to tell you about uh, the myth of Sisyphus this essay that I'm reading at the moment. Mm-hmm. So Sisyphus uh, was uh, the cunning king of uh, Greek mythology who was punished okay. by the gods for his rebellious nature and for all eternity he was punished to rock a uh, to roll a rock up a steep mountain. Mm-hmm. only to have it roll back down to the bottom yeah when uh, when he reaches the top mm-hmm. he would then go back down to the plane and start rolling it up all over again so wo constantly chalta rehta hai you may have seen that picture of the mountain and the guy yeah. is like rolling the boulder up and it is coming I, down i do i read up, about it because uh, i used this example in one of my workshops Uh, where okay. uh, it's called a specific condition it's about uh, okay. people lead and the leaders and managers who don't acknowledge hard work of their employees and what is the negative impact mm. that happens to them mm. so yeah I, mm. we use couple of examples like this as well yeah. and uh, read about it. it's very 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 profound yeah. he was uh, he was you know cursed till eternity that he will always keep yes. doing that uh, yes. right so yes yes and and if we look at it from a practical point of view it is during that return you know that pause that sisyphus interests me you know mm-hmm. i see a man falling from the top and those few moments or hours or days when he's when he's falling without knowing what's the end mm-hmm. that hour or time frame that breathing space is the hour of consciousness you know and at each of those moments when he leaves the heights and gradually sinks towards the layers of gods he is superior to his fate and he is stronger than his rock you know mm. and this sisyphus punishment is like representative of human condition you know if if we begin rolling rolling our boulder up a steep every monday morning and on friday evenings we reach the summit the boulder roll back down within moments but we have the weekend to reflect as we are walking back down mm, and wow. also yeah yeah and it is just that most of us rather find comfort in distractions like tv and vacations and holidays and family time etc and the last thing we want to think about is monday morning and the task of you know pushing that heavy rock uphill lying before okay. us without any certainty mm. and you can't escape from it right 
So what can you do? You know, you can choose, although it's not perceived as a choice by most, to mm. continue to be a slave to your rock, or you can choose to look at your struggle from a different perspective. Uh, in which you accept the absurdity of life and the fact that struggle is always going to be a part of it, mm. and thus you become the master of that rock. So suddenly, now if you change the narrative, suddenly it's not you pushing that boulder uphill; it's the boulder pushing you. You know. So now that you have given, you don't have to. Again, uh, I'm uh, I'm reiterating. You don't have to find meaning. You have to give meaning. So when you give meaning, you find the purpose towards your life. And when you are rolling that boulder up, na, that God ne to punish kar hai, to usi ka hi null and void ho jata hai because punishment is supposed to be a bad feeling. But when you give meaning to it, it becomes your purpose. It becomes beautiful, and it is not punishment anymore. I yeah. I, th- I have heard the story. I have narrated a bit of the story, but I never saw it in this light. I guess you have given a very very different meaning to it together. that falling down can be a moment of consciousness can be a moment of reflection it can be a moment that can make make you powerful in the next round that's incredible yeah. that's incredible yeah yeah absolutely and coming back to your question about linkedin and what i'm doing right now so for me at this stage uh, of my life uh, i'm i'm trying to reinvent my boulder i'm trying to reinvent my struggle and yes i want to struggle but i want to struggle it my my own way you know which is why i'm yeah so which is why i have come up with this company it's called that culture thing and through my work i'll try to make organizations irres- irresistible places where people can you know start their days feeling excited and can end their days feeling accomplished so that's that's the mission for now wonderful so the name yeah. again uh, the company's name is that, that culture thing that, that culture, culture thing Yes, yeah. yes, that's very nice. That's very, very interesting. Yeah. Difficult to forget yeah. kind of name. So you have a website and everything in place. Yes, yes, I do. Wonderful. And I'm soon so, going to launch it, maybe in a week's time or so. Wonderful. And do share the links with me, and I'll also try to add your details in the description section so that people can reach out to you. You have more followers uh, because of this. I have one last question, which I really uh, want to ask. Uh, I I feel with this conversation, Gurleen, that you have. you've kind of identified the purpose of life though i believe in the philosophy that purpose is dynamic it keeps changing uh with our life as well you know when you were a kid probably the purpose was different yeah. and then it changes yeah. but yeah at a point in life people really kind of identify that this is what i am going to die with and uh, if you have reached that stage and you've seen that purpose uh if you can give some nuggets of knowledge to the listeners how to identify purpose how to go behind it because you are a psychology student i'm sure you can add your a piece of advice here so um i'll just say equanimity is important i think uh, i'll i'll share a small you know example so one day i was i made myself a bowl of porridge and a mug of coffee and mm-hmm. i headed towards my home office space where i've set up this you know working area mm-hmm. preoccupied with work i tipped and spilled everything you know okay so at 10:58 i was excited about a great new idea at 10:59 i was mopping up a mess okay you know yeah so now this is a trivial example but mm. it's also the way life is you know you 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 walk through one door and a bucket of water falls on your head 
you walk through another and someone doubles your salary and of course mm. most times when you walk through one door you simply enter another door or another yes. room you know yeah so once you understand this you end up with only two logical strategies you know one uh, when you fail act as though success is following close behind you know mm. so don't give up don't give in to self pity don't be a victim don't accept that your that your fate is bleak or hopeless just dig in and work your way towards the light second uh, when you succeed act as though failure is following close behind mm-hmm. you know be as nice be as humble to people as when you were when you were working your way up from the bottom right so be very cautious of your newly earned gains don't take it for granted and a lot of us may believe that we are 100% responsible for our success that is not true you know the people around you are largely responsible for your success yes. and never ever forget this true. and one last tip when you spill your porridge have fun cleaning it up yeah <laughs> why not yeah. why not have fun instead of crying over it in fact i uh, re- recall a post i saw a few days back about uh, this whole success thing and failure thing is that uh, the thing about bottlenecks is they're always near the top and the moment the bottleneck yeah. is over you're up straight in the open so it's always uh, there's a uh, the victory is right there right there when you feel really stuck yeah. and yeah, that's, that's great that was such a wonderful analogy Adam. yeah yes purlin i guess uh, we have a lot uh, of uh, great learning from you great inspiration from you Uh, you have transformed multiple times and uh, i'm sure you will be inspiring a lot of people with your new venture especially the corporates who will be uh, you know joining you in this whole cultural uh, journey which you are uh, you know starting and my best wishes are uh, for you here thank you so much for joining us today gurli thank you so much alok and it was such a pleasure talking to you i loved this conversation <laughs> me too same thank here thank you Thanks a lot. See you then. Okay. Bye. See you. So guys, this was Gurleen Barua. I must say you just don't know what depth a person has gone into before you actually have a conversation. You don't know what a person has gone through till you know their story. Gurleen had an incredible story and there are so many different moments which can really break a person down. But Gurleen chose to fight back and this is what makes us powerful. She has taken the side of philosophy and spirituality to build her life and she has created a life that is working for her today she is setting out to inspire so many others i would share the links of uh, different social handles of gurleen in the description below do go and follow her she keeps inspiring people every day if you have a story that should be told on this podcast do get in touch with me my details are given below and we come back with a new transformer every week guys do like and share this video because there are a lot of people who may need to listen to these inspiring stories i'll come back with a new transformer next week till then goodbye